0: Americanism, not globalism,
1: will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. GOP
2: Josh is a young conservative influencer with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh.
3: Hello and welcome. This is the conservative crusader, gopjosh.com. Glad to be with you all today. As always, Wednesday, January 17th, year of our Lord, 2024, Anno Domini, AD. Y'all know what that means. Apparently it doesn't, it's not always known. Uh, All right. So big news, not really big news. It's been out for a couple days now. Trump Demolished the Iowa caucus. Completely dominated it. His opponents had no shot, as we've been reporting on this show since November 16th, 2022. There's no shot Trump has a chance at losing this primary. He wins Iowa by over 50%. And so I I mentioned how the headline was going to be, Trump wins Iowa really small with, DeSantis gets second, or whoever gets second is the top headline. Headline from the Hill. Trump wins sec- Iowa. DeSantis edges out Haley for second. Exactly. They're, they're more worried about the race for second place than they are the race for the nominee, because the race for the nominee has been decided since Trump decided to run. Right? I, I mean, there's no way in the world some irrelevant, toast, weird, I mean, he's just generally weird, um, weird governor, and Ron DeSantis is just a weird guy, and he he's a good governor. I believe he governs and does a lot of the right things as governor, but he's a weird guy. He just, I don't know. He doesn't have the, the politician-y sort of at least fake act. I, I don't know. He just doesn't act act like a politician. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's such a weird way to, to, to say it, but it's true. Uh, they called the race so early. I'm going to let them say it. Just listen to this. Maybe. Do we have audio? We don't have audio. We will get audio. Pretty much, they basically called this election so fast for President Trump that, one, people were still voting in the caucuses, which probably shouldn't have a bit happened, and the people from the Sanders campaign are crying about that. But let's play cut.
4: No,
0: I, I'd rather him follow. You know, Jesse. Usually, when you have the Iowa caucuses called in your favor, you hear this big explosion of a crowd noise. There's no crowd here yet. There's a, there's a bar with a bartender there, standing there. and There's nobody at it because they called it so early. Because we called it so early. Uh, that's something that the Trump campaign was looking for. Is there any?
3: So, so the the DeSantis campaign, Christina Pusshaw, and Brian Griffin and Max Nordau and all these stupid Twitter accounts that probably don't even have. A lot of real people behind them, the I support Ron DeSantis and the Gene Churches and all these people and the Bill Mitchells. Okay. The first round of votes came in. Trump was completely and totally dominating. Turns out that at some of the smaller precincts where they were still organizing things, people had not had the chance to cast their caucus ballot. ...before Fox News said that they thought Trump would win. So now it's election interference, and it's the worst sort of election interference, and Fox News is working for Donald Trump... ...and all this fun stuff, right? If you have dedicated yourself to go out... And first of all, I think enough people have an understanding of how caucuses work... ...where not just the person who gets the most votes gets delegates. Where if you look here, um, Trump has 20 delegates... Uh, DeSantis has nine. Nikki Haley has eight. Vivek gained three. We'll get to Vivek in a little bit. Um, so they should still stay there and caucus for Ron DeSantis if they really believe in Ron DeSantis, um, because he'll get some delegates and that'll help after he gets five percent in New Hampshire and then maybe gets ten percent in in South Carolina and then probably gets seven percent in New, in Nevada and then completely abolishes it and drops out and endorses Trump, right? The little bit of delegates will feel nice. Uh, so I, I find it really funny here. Nikki Haley got third place, so all the results if he missed them. Uh, Trump with 51%, Ron DeSantis 21 Nikki Haley 19%, Vivek with 7%. This is really interesting as well. Ryan Binkley. You've probably never heard that name. I mentioned it a couple times on the show. I don't know who he is. I don't know a thing about him. He does not have a Wikipedia page. All I know is he was born in Georgia. Uh, He received 774 votes. Asa Hutchinson, who is the former governor of New Hampshire, or not New Hampshire, the former governor of Arkansas, he spent a lot of money into the campaign. His entire campaign was taking down Trump. He was on the debate stage. He has 111,000 Twitter followers. He received 191 votes. This former governor, who ran a state for eight years, who was in national media a couple times, who was on the debate stage, received 0.5% less votes than some random guy that doesn't have a Wikipedia page. And that really shows where the anti-Trump wing of the actual Republican Party is going away. Right, so Nikki Haley... um, Two-person. So she said that this race that's going on here is a two-person race. Let's play cut.
4: I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race.
3: Which means you would imagine she follows that up with dropping out as she received and she got in third place. She kind of talked about it a little more in this cut here
4: one point in this campaign, there were 14 of us running. I was at 2% in the polls. But tonight, Iowa did what Iowa always does so well. The pundits will analyze the results from every angle. We get that. But when you look at how we're doing, in New Hampshire, in South Carolina, yeah. And beyond
3: This cheering is obnoxious, by the way, these people are obnoxious.
4: I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race.
3: So I don't know whether or not this speech happened before she realized she was in third. Or it was just a misuse of words. I will be honest; she's performing much better than she should be, and much better than Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. And DeSantis is at like five; Nikki Haley's at like uh, twenty-five, I think. I don't really know, um, but she came in third. Saying it's a two-person race, the optics optics are just all over the place, and she's probably going to get third or second in, in New Hampshire. Not going to win New Hampshire. And people are saying, oh, well, well, DeSantis should get out and let Nikki Haley have a path. Ron DeSantis wants a political future after this. I think he's gotten to the point where he knows he will not be president this time around. He wants a chance to run again in the future. and He will not get Nikki Haley. <laughs> let Nikki Haley have a chance now. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Voice of the Future, GOPjosh.com. If you're enjoying the content, make sure you go to patreon.com slash GOPjosh and support the show for as little as $3 a month. I'll be right back after this, gopjosh.com.
2: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
3: Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash gopjoshfiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is B-I-T dot L-Y slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. If you're enjoying the program, make sure you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the show. Make sure it's downloading on your favorite podcast platform helps boost us in the algorithm all that fun stuff. Uh yeah, and our Fiverr link if you want to support us using Fiverr, which is a the world's largest marketplace and offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. You can do that at fiverr.gopjosh.com. That's F I V E R R double R.gopjosh.com. We're talking about New Hampshire now. Iowa's over. Trump won bigly. He won every county but one. And he lost one county by, well, one. He lost one county by one vote to Nikki Haley. So I put out this edit where it's like, Trump wins Iowa and just took that one county out of it. Um, so former President Trump is projected to win the Iowa GOP caucus, of course. So let's move on to New Hampshire. Donald Trump continues to hold a commanding lead in New Hampshire less than a week before the state's primary, according to a Boston Globe poll. The former president garnered 50% of support among likely New Hampshire primary voters. And Nikki Haley got 37%. Ron DeSantis drew 5% support. 87% of those surveys said they are not going to change their candidate choice ahead of Tuesday's primary. It is consistent with the polls that shows Trump leading the race with Nikki Haley in second place. Ron DeSantis is already in South Carolina. He's giving up on New Hampshire. Nikki Haley has the, uh, the Chris Sununu endorsement where she's pretty much saying, and they canceled the debate, by the way. They said that um, she's not going to debate unless it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden on the stage. Um, do we have the, the clip there? We don't. Okay. She pretty much says she's not going to debate because... Um, there's no need because it's, it'd be her and Ron on the stage and she's not going to run or debate Ron. So unless Trump's on the stage, she's not going to debate, which honestly, I understand because that'd be the only time you'd have any airtime and anyone actually watching the debates and not going to lie. Ron DeSantis, I I didn't cover this on the program at all because I forgot it happened, uh, but Ron did beat Nikki Haley in that debate because she was just such a fool The top priority of MAGA now needs to get Nikki Haley as far away from the White House as physically possible to make sure that she will not have a chance to win the White House. And so that means that Trump's obviously going to win New Hampshire, but no one else should be in the race right now. Vivek has already dropped out the Ohioan in the race, which the birthplace of presidents, Ohio. Um, he dropped out. I thought I had that clip saved, but I guess I don't. Uh, let me pull it up here, li- really quick. He dropped out. He just he said that there's no path. Obviously, he didn't receive that massive of votes. Uh, here, here's the cut from that.
0: As I've said since the beginning, there are two America First candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country.
3: And then he shortly joined Trump on stage at a rally we
0: have some enemies that we need to defeat on the other side. But we have challenges to address in our own party right here at home. So you know what, if you want somebody who's going to foist on you to use your social media account, you want to use a driver's license to do it, to have the in- right to use the internet. This man's not your man. There's another candidate in this race who'll do that for you. It's Nikki Haley. You want to send, you want to cut Social Security, you want to cut Medicare, you want to cut veterans' benefits so we can fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house? Vote for Nikki Haley, not this man right here. But if you want to actually... Put an agenda that puts Americans first to say that the moral obligation of your leaders is to the citizens of this country, not another one. There is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president.
3: Now, people are saying that Vivek is a potential vice president choice for Trump. I don't see that being possible. Um... He's just, he's so inexperienced and I, I respect Vivek for dropping out, right? And that's pretty much where my respect for him. He should have never been in the race. I, I want to think that he was serving as Trump's unofficial delegate on the debate stage because he was the only one defending President Trump. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel right about him. I, I've been from Ohio. I, I've been from, I, I'm from Ohio. I've been in Ohio politics a lot. I've heard him speak one time. And that was in 2022. Uh, I haven't heard of him doing anything big for the people of Ohio for charity wise, political wise. He hasn't done much with the Ohio Republican Party and trying to fix that mess of a situation. So I'm really not sure why he hopped in here and became a presidential candidate because he has money. Right. Trump did that because he had a name and he had some sort of basis to run on because everyone knew who Trump was. No one knows who Vivek is outside of us in politics right and so he's not going to be the next president um he'll campaign for Trump and that's that's nice so he might be one of the the secretaries and i think he's probably going to end up running for president or no, for, for governor in ohio but i'm not going to i don't know i'm not i'm not, I'm not a big vivate guy i respect him but i just don't think he's going to be our our top choice moving forward for the maga movement um so so let's move on really quickly here the Maine Superior Court issued a stay on the state's decision to bar Trump from the primary ballot. They said the Supreme Court would have final say on Trump's eligibility to run for president. Obviously, they tried to take him off the ballot. The unelected Democrat, Supre- uh, not Supreme Court, the unelected Democrat uh, Secretary of State tried to get Trump off the ballot, and that's just not going to work. Uh, Trump appealed Maine Secretary of State Shena uh, Bello- Bellows. That's such a weird name. A ruling earlier this month, but the court on Wednesday said it will not consider the matter until the high court issues its own decision in a related case out of Colorado, saying it would be imprudent for the court to rule on it before then. The court denied Trump's motion to supplement the record and denied his motion to stay proceedings, but also stays the Secretary of State's ruling, pending the decision by the Supreme Court. The court remained uh, remanded the matter to the Secretary for further proceedings as necessary in the light of the United States, Supreme Court's forthcoming decision in Trump v. Anderson. As part of this remand, the Secretary is ordered to await the Supreme Court's decision in Anderson, and no later than 30 days after Anderson's issuance, to issue a new ruling modifying, withdrawing, or confirming her prior ruling, dated the 28th of December, the court ruled. Trump is expected to appeal the ruling, obviously, to the Supreme Court, and I think he's going to be successful in that because you can't take off the front runner off the ballot for an insurrection when no one has been. Well, no one has insurrected anything. No one has been charged with insurrection. No one has been tried for insurrection in the events of January 6th, which is what they're all tying this into. So I don't really understand where they're trying to make this motive happen, but it's not going to work. Um, and obviously it's it's very prominent that, that Trump is going to be the nominee. It doesn't matter how many state ballots take him off. And like Colorado, Maine, they're left-wing states. They're important for down-ballot races. Like we need to make sure our Republicans turn out to vote for whoever our nominee will be in the 3rd Congressional District of Colorado. Probably Lauren Boebert in the 4th Congressional making sure they get out for for our congressmen. But it's not a necessary win for Trump on the national scale. Trump just needs to wipe the rust, wipe the rust belt, win the rust belt or get Georgia or get Pennsylvania in the rust belt or get you know, Arizona, there's so many paths to 270, Colorado doesn't include them or is not included in them. So I I don't understand why this is our top uh, focus. Obviously, I want him on the ballot in every state because he should be, but he doesn't need Colorado to win the White House. He doesn't need Colorado to be our guy, right? He's still going to be our guy anyway. He's the only one close to getting nominated and, and winning. So we'll see where it goes in that regard. Uh, But Maine issuing this ruling is well overdue. This happened almost a month ago, and it should have been done a month ago. Uh, So when we return, a judge is trying to kick Trump out of the courtroom during his E. Jean Carroll defamation trial. Also, they won't hold the proceedings while he goes to his mother-in-law's funeral. Enjoy Behar. Well, she's in the news again. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader, GOPJosh.com, Patreon.GOPJosh.com.
2: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader.
3: Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Hope you're all enjoying the program tonight. We are live on X Spaces over there on my X page. You can find that by going to x.gopjosh.com. We're live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The federal judge presiding over former President Trump's defamation trial involving author E. Jean Carroll threatened to remove the former president from the courtroom Wednesday for his disruptive remarks during the proceeding, according to multiple outlets. The reprimand came after Carroll's lawyer Sean Crowley made a second complaint about Trump making comments to his lawyers that the jury could hear. Crowley said Trump could be heard making comments like "It's a witch hunt. It really is a con job." Mr. Trump has the right to be present here. That right can be forfeited and can be forfeited if he's disruptive, which has, uh, which is what has been reported to me, Judge Lewis Kaplan said to NBC News. Kaplan added that he hoped he wouldn't have to exclude Trump from the trial. Um, popped up. Thanks, a- Axios. I understand you're probably very eager for me to do that. Trump reportedly responded by throwing his hands up, saying, I would love it. I would love it per ABC News. I know you would because you can't control yourself in this circumstance. When you're being obnoxious to the former president and just disrespecting him and his power and his title and his history and how, what he's done for this country by mocking him, you shouldn't, you should be disbarred. Right. And this is obviously a Clinton appointee, it's someone that's, um, that is not our guy. Trump trial. Um and he's just doing everything he can to try to take down Trump. And I'm just I'm not a fan, obviously. I'm not a fan of the the unfair trial that's being exhibited here. Um but I, I don't I don't know how we're supposed to go about this and he can't just stop showing up, because if he stops showing up, that gives them the win they want. And the jury can hear things that That persuade them, and they'll be persuaded. And it's it's not like the trial's fair anyway, and it's a stacked New York jury. So I'm not going to play the whole four minute clip here. But Trump made a statement, or his team did. He he was obviously the one in the video about the the funeral of his mother. So we're gonna or his mother in law. Play cut.
1: Well, thank you very much. So uh, as you know, uh, the first lady's mother passed away, the funeral is tomorrow, and we would have assumed that for a trial like this it's not an emergency in terms of timing. Uh, The judge would have been very nice and would let me go, because I want to be at every trial day. Uh, Because I saw what happened in the first one where I was asked not to go by the lawyers very much. They said, it's demeaning, there was no evidence, there was no anything. And so I didn't go, and I understood exactly what he meant when he said it was demeaning, there was no reason to go and you shouldn't go. And I decided on this one, same judge, same judge, he's a radical Trump hater. And uh, I said, uh, I will go to all days. So what happened very terribly is we asked to just delay the trial for one day so I could go to the funeral tomorrow and then we could start Friday or Monday or any time they want. And he said, absolutely not. The trial will go on just as it is. You can go to the funeral or you can go to the trial, but you can't do both. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was terrible.
3: And it absolutely it absolutely is terrible. Listen, any other situation, even if it was an emergency trial where your mother-in-law passes away, your immediate family, you would be allowed to stop the trial for one day. Obviously, he doesn't have to be there. Um, but he should be. E. Jean Carroll is his accuser of, you know, the actions that, that he she is accusing him of. And he goes into this courtroom guilty because of who he is and the influence that he has, and the title he's had, and the fact that she's accused him. So that that obviously automatically makes him guilty in the court of public opinion. The only place he can actually win is persuading the jury. And that's where it's so important, because even if he persuades the jury, they all clear him of all accusations, all charges, is touch, the media matters, the MSNBCs, are still going to go out there and say, well, well, you know, you know, uh, actually, I think he's guilty. Because, you know, he's guilty because he's Trump. And, and everything Trump does, he's guilty of. And everything he's accused of, he's guilty of. The only thing I'm, I, I've accused him of that I believe he's guilty of is trying to save this country. And I, I do believe that's honest um, in what he's trying to do. But th- but they don't care. Uh, they, all they want to do is try to take down Trump and do whatever they can to just, just stop him. And I think that's absolutely... It's disgusting, but that's who they don't want to run against. And that's why it's so important Trump is going to be uh, t- to be our nominee. Uh, Ryan Binkley, we're just talking about him. I-, I want to mention this really quickly here. CNN doesn't include Ryan Binkley in the results. They include Asa Hutchinson, but not Ryan Binkley, and he's all upset about that. Uh, which he received four times the votes. He, sh- he should be allowed to-, to at least have his name in there. But, you know. Uh, so Joy Behar, if y'all remember Joy Behar... She tells Kamala Harris to her face why Democrats are frustrated with the Biden campaign. Let's just play this cut. We can't play this cut. There's an ad. Oh, there it is.
4: Going to go after the other side. Because some heavy-hitting Democrats are sounding the alarm behind closed doors. Uh, President Obama reportedly has said that he thinks the Biden campaign is too complacent when it comes to Trump. Uh, Representative Jim Clyburn has said the campaign isn't breaking through the MAGA wall. Um... Michelle Obama says she's terrified, as we are, uh, about the potential outcome of the election. Now, are are you scared, first of all, what could happen if Trump ever became, God forbid, president again? And what are you going to do to
5: stop the crazies? I am scared as heck yeah which is why i'm traveling our country you know there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run Mm. for office either without an opponent or scared so on all of those points yes we should all be scared yeah Mm -hmm. but as we know and certainly this is a a table of very powerful women we don't run away from something when we're scared we fight back against it Mm -hmm. that's right Yeah. Uh, so many of us know when we are scared for the future of our children, do we then stay in bed with the covers over our heads? Nope. No, we can't we can't. We cannot. No. We cannot. No. And this is where this election requires rightly that President Biden and I and and all of us who are part of this administration, we gotta earn re-election. There There is no question. We got to be on the road. Listen, since the, in the last two weeks, I've been to Georgia. I've been to Nevada. I've been to North Carolina. I've been to South Carolina twice. In the first two weeks of this year, I will be out on the road. We have to earn the re-elect, and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and
3: so... We gotta do that. So that's interesting to listen to, saying she's traveling the country. She should be doing her job. She is the border czar in the administration. She is the AI czar in the administration, and yet she does nothing for any of those matters. Listen, you shouldn't go campaigning on your achievements when you have none. She has none, and she should not be in the position where she is today. Also, I haven't done a lot of speaking engagements outside of just doing this show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every day at GOPJosh.com. But I'm telling you, she is a terrible public speaker. That was just the way she, her presentation, she looked scared. You're the vice president. If you look scared, we're going to get bombed. Please don't look scared. Um, and I just, I thought it was funny that the way she, she presented that to, to both of these ladies. Shut up, silly woman. And I stand by that. Uh, so I don't understand the the, the, the achievements they're going to run on. They're going to run on the fact that they're scared of Trump. And she's scared of Trump. We know that. I'm fine with them being scared of Trump because them being scared of Trump makes him stronger when you can smell your opponent's fear. It, he's a lion. He smells their opponent's fear and he's going to go down on him, And he's going to win big in 2024. This year. I, I keep forgetting it's 2024. I, I say at the beginning of the show, trying to remind myself, and I just always forget. We're going to win big. And I think the fear that's in the the ears of coming out of the ears, coming out of the, the particles of Kamala Harris will prove true. Because she is going to lose her job. She'll never have a job again. <laughs> Not that she'll need it. She has so much insider trading money. She'll never have a job again. She'll never serve in government again. She's going to be a one-term vice president and a zero-term president and whatever else other jobs she might want to hold in the future. She's so underqualified. She was only in this position. She is a DEI, or I call it DIE, a D-I-E, higher. And I think that's pretty clear at this point. Right back after this, you're listening to The Voice of the Future, up with our Ohio segment next, GOPjosh.com.
2: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
3: Hey everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you folks. And now back to the conservative crusader. Crusaders Ohio segment a lot of news to get to today but also for those of you in Ohio listening to this Ohio segment next Tuesday the 23rd I will be joining the Madison County Republican Party Women's Club January 23rd meeting starts at 6 p.m. at the Butcher Block which is a fancy upscale restaurant in the town the RSVP Message Madison Co. Republican Women over on Facebook. Let them know who will be attending and how many, and we'll see you then. I look forward to it. Um, I've been to a lot of Madison County events. They're a great party. I I don't know how they lean politically. They endorsed Bernie Moreno, but they're kind of iffy on some things, so I look forward to talking to them about youth engagement and how we can save this country. So if you're in the central Ohio area, it's about half an hour drive from Columbus, so make sure you stop by and check it out. A new bill in Ohio would pay Ohio students to go to school. Interesting. So it's going to be kindergartners and ninth graders they're starting this program with. It will take a $1.5 million in taxpayer funds to establish a pilot program to pay kindergartners and ninth grade students $500 a year to attend school. This is such a funny story to me. It would also pay those who graduate from, from high school $250 with higher amounts going to students with grade point averages of 3.0 or higher. Bill Seitz, which is a a blue, I, I believe he's blue 22, he's a rhino, will be carefully selected by the Department of Education and Workforce. At least one rural school district and one urban school district will be included, which must exhibit chronic absenteeism in the highest quartile based on the most recent state report card ratings. So my thought here at first was people are going to skip school to kind of get a job, right? So I'm like, hey, this will be good to encourage them to keep going to school. We have this major surplus, a massive rainy day fund. We have too much money as a state. Might be a good way to kind of, those who who leave school to get a job, might be something decent instead of dropping out. Paying a kindergartner $500 is not going to mean anything to them. They don't know what $500 is. They can buy like a Barbie dream house with that or something. Paying a ninth grader $500 would be, oh, thanks. It's like half a paycheck to most ninth graders when they're getting paid $17 an hour to sit there and play on their phones at a workplace versus sitting there and playing on their phones for free at school. And that's at the end of the year. So I don't really know what incentives this brings. I don't understand the whole purpose of the program. Just send the money back to the taxpayers. If you take too much taxes, instead of having a $2 billion surplus or whatever Ohio has right now, just send the money back. Just send it back to the taxpayers, back to the people who paid it in, Instead of paying people to go to school. I understand there's a problem with absenteeism. A problem with people not going to school or skipping school. Um, but $250 is not going to stop anything. Right? I mean, I, we, we've been talking a lot in Ohio about marijuana usage. I don't know how expensive that stuff is. I don't imagine you can buy much of that with $250. Meaning, as soon as it's legalized and you can actually go buy it, it's not going to be worth anything. That's going to be the new metric for for money. It's not going to be gold, it's not going to be silver, it's going to be, you know, weed. Um, It's important for kids to learn. Yes, I agree with that completely. But I don't understand why we're talking here and going on about paying kids to learn. They're not going to want to learn. If they don't want to learn, $500 at the end of this year is not going to stop them. And if you promise, uh, and imagine this, one teacher says the wrong word. Well, we'll pay you $500 a month to come to school. Where's the money? Have an aggressive kid in an urban school district might not be the, the smartest or, the, or the, the street smartest or the, the regular smartest, you know. Might be violent. Oh, where's my money? You said you'd pay me $500 to come to school. Oh, I didn't get my money. Well, I need that money. I have a car payment. I need that money. I need to buy weed or I have that money. I need to buy whatever. It's going to get violent quick. And as soon as you introduce an incentive besides a good education to go to school, outside of like the pizza parties they used to have, like the the Pizza Hut would give you like $4 off a personal pizza, uh, you're not really getting anywhere. And you're just going to make the problem worse. Send the money back to the taxpayers or keep it for a rainy day. But paying kids to go to school is probably the dumbest idea I've heard yet. And I understand it's a pilot program, but those kids are going to be Oh, well, kids are going to start moving schools to try to find a school with a pilot program and mess up their education and not actually learn like they should. Um. So so let's talk about this next story, which I don't also don't think is relevant to the state of Ohio at all. But what they love to do is they like to make things that make news so they can get their name out there so they can run for re-election and say, look, hey, look, I've done something. So Allison Russo is the House Minority Leader. Uh, Al- Allison Stoner, not sure who that is, I believe... I believe they're, they're a non-binary, uh, but it's a woman. Um, so there's a new bill to protect kid performers. So she is a an accomplished um, actor, apparently, in, in Camp Rock 2, in Cheaper by the Dozen, in Phineas and Ferb movie, in The Incredibles 2, in Garfield. Okay, so a very accomplished um, actor. Where they're going to, if a child is in the in the entertainment industry, whether that's on social media through their parents or they're acting this or that, they will have to keep. They'll have to pay the kids. So it's it's mostly for adult vloggers, like the the family accounts that document what goes on in their lives. Uh, I know Casey Knight, not Casey Neistat. What's his name? Roman Atwood is an Ohioan that does that. He's a pretty popular account. Never really got into it, but he's pretty popular. Um. So the money would require half the percentage of the time uh, the name, likeness, or photograph of vlogging minor was featured, they'd have to get part of that money. Uh, and, and when the kid turns 18, they can request anything that they're in to be removed from the vlog or the video. Um, so Stoner, Allison Stoner's a woman. She goes by they, but she's a she. Currently, there are few few widespread resources providing guidance on responsible ethical age-appropriate digital citizenship for children. Further, given workplaces often do not include children, they are easily overlooked population when it comes to establishing proper protections, and regardless, there are limited ways to monitor the safety and living conditions of kids on social media. Is this an actual problem? In Ohio. I, I know other states have a lot of huge kid kidfluencer accounts. There's that one on TikTok that's like the, the 12 adopted kids that they just slam out there to make money. Um, but I don't think this is a major problem in Ohio and also paying the kids for their suffering won't help, right? If there's an actual legitimate worry about what's going on in these households, do something about that, but pay, (laughs) why, why, what is it with the Ohio state house wanting to pay kids? Like what, what do they want to do the money? Okay. So we have the Ohio state house. They just let legalization of weed go through this, this citizen-initiated statute. Now we're trying to pay the kids. <laughs> and DeWine did a press conference today, and we don't have time to get into this, talking about Delta 8 having little puff balls, or puff bars that are like, flavored like, what what are they? Flavored like, what, what's the word? Cereal. And now they're paying the kids. I feel like there's an ulterior motive. No, I'm just kidding. But this is such a stupid, stupid thing. It's just it's so irrelevant to everything that's going on in the state of Ohio. Uh, J.D. Davidson is the author from this, from the center square. Never heard of them. Um, But that's the story. Alison Russo is backing it, which means it's bad because Alison Russo is bad. She is a radical, radical Democrat. All right, friends, that's all I have for you today. So I hope you enjoyed this program. Um, We're in the X spaces watching and there's laughing going on in the space. I'm not sure what's so funny. But y'all are cracking me up. Um, so if you want to get in the X spaces next time around, we're live around 6 o'clock every single Monday, Wednesday, or Friday for the youngest hour of talk radio in the nation. Our website, GOPjosh.com. We'll be back with you on Friday with the largest teenage conservative podcast in the nation. The Okay, there's more laughing. All right, stop it, guys. i gotta, I got to block the, the phone with my microphone the largest teenage conservative podcast in the nation, the number one Ohio political podcast in the world, and we'll be back with you on Friday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, my friends, stay warm if you're in Ohio, and stay tuned. We'll be back with you on Friday.
2: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.